putting your tank from on the street. Evanston. Richard, you're from Evanston. No, you're not from Chicago, so I'm telling you, you, you provide Good morning. It is February 14th, 2021. Happy Valentine's Day. No, I'm joking. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, this is the That's That Shit. <laughs> I don't like podcasts. Uh, I'm Aaron Deal, your host. I'm with my co-host, Patrick Deal. Mm. How's everybody doing? On this fine Valentine's Day. Man, fuck Valentine's Day, bro. I hate Valentine's Day. I really do. Yeah, I was going to ask. That's like, the shit I don't how's like. How's your Valentine's Day going so far? <clears throat> well, I mean... The way it's going, it's going fine. I just don't like the holiday. I think it's just an excuse to spend more, more, more of your consumer dollars on more and more unnecessary stuff. Just Do you have any plans? I don't necessarily. Um, my wife might have some plans. Um, I, but because it's Valentine's Day, I probably have to just like go you out. You don't have any plans, but she has plans. <laughs> I mean, shit. Well, because this is the thing. She told me, like, I hope you're free on Valentine's Day. I was like. Yeah, I guess sure. And then I didn't it didn't click like oh wait, it's today. You know, that's that's pretty cool that um like cause a lot of people say that Valentine's Day is more for like the girl, right? I mean, in a lot of ways that is kind of true, but it's it's cool that she's obviously making it about you as well. You know what I'm saying? So well, like, I mean, Valentine's I mean, it's cool <laughs> seeing that like people like make, try to make an effort to make it about both yeah. parties yeah. and not just like yeah. you know, but, but what do you get me for Valentine's? Yeah, but you know? but in reality, I mean, it's supposed to be for both. But most dudes would tell you like it's it's mostly for girls because right. guys don't give a fuck about this shit. Like, like right. we got to spend more money at Walgreens and buy shit that we already bought her. Well, already. you say Sweetest Day is more for uh, no Sweetest Day more for girls or for guys. Wait, so which, so it's Sweetest Day if I'm correct is in November. That's like no, it's like November 18th, I believe. Yeah, but the isn't day. there another one too? Like, there's a Sweetest Day and there's a something else day. Uh, maybe I'm just you could be right, but I, it, it doesn't ring a bell right okay. now. Okay, so the way I grew up picturing, uh, the way I grew up knowing it was that Valentine's Day was for the girls and Sweetest Day was for the guys. Right. I didn't. Now Same I didn't, here. That's how I grew Yeah. Up. So I didn't know about this until like until like late in my life, like in my twenties, when people started talking about. Oh, Sweetest I'm wrong. Day. Sweetest Day is on uh, October fifteenth. Um, yeah. yeah. One of sixteen. Just another one of those fake holidays, but. <laughs> They yeah that's so but I think that's what the situation was but from what I've always known about Valentine's Day was that it was for people who you know for your partner for your love for your significant other and the last time I checked girls don't just have girls aren't just significant others to other people there are dudes too so it's like why are we making it only just exclusive for girls that made no sense that actually never made no sense to me. Um, now because what most guys don't give a fuck about Valentine's Day, we don't really care if we get presents or not. We just want some poom poom. <laughs> That's really all we care about. Like Valentine's Day, okay, fine, we'll buy you these diamonds and flowers, and just give me some bomb ass. I think tonight. men, we are more complex than that. It's not just about the shut the, the fuck. <laughs> Sometimes we care more about other things as well. We are this very nigga, complex, nigga, with his own. Complexity. So I'm not just gonna say that we are. No, no, we are also very complex. To, to, so no, 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 because no, a lot of people. To niggas out there y'all know what i'm talking no, about no no i don't want people i i hate when no because that's that's like uh that gives you more ammunition for people to just say like all all dudes care about is is that so i want to i want to go on the record like yes that's very important Which one of the things that we care about right yeah. that's my, my point this yeah. is one of the many things that we care about so yeah but it's like it's like when you talk about top five it's like number two I i'm say. not disagreeing with that i'm just saying that we're more we're more than 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 just that so mm. yeah anyway uh <laughs> 
So one of the things I wanted to talk about today was um, just getting right into it. It's just COVID. Um, so they've already been saying that I think the Biden administration talked about uh, by July 1st, by the 1st of July, vaccines are already going to start being rolled out for uh, through Moderna and through Pfizer, uh, mm. the companies that are designed to give you the vaccines. Like like over the counter or just more so like you have to, they're going to call you and say, hey. Well, you have like, to like make it an appointment because uh, even one of my uh, one of my friends, she said her dad is about to get his second. A dosage of the vaccine like i think she said he was getting it yesterday and then mm. um yeah i think it was yesterday morning and then um another friend of mine she already got the second dose so that's basically what it's that's basically all it is so the vaccine is just going to be um you have you schedule you come in you do one dose at a time and then you we schedule mm-hmm. for the second dosage um but yeah uh by july 1st though they're saying that he's rolling he, he hope hopefully there should be enough testing for practically everybody to come in and get tested by July 1st. Um, and he already, like, kind of signed the bill to put that as part of, like, the COVID oh, the relief package. Yeah, mm. uh, President <coughs> Biden. So um, another thing I want to talk about is just, like, just analyzing uh, some of the COVID cases or just the numbers. So, uh, what inspired this is not just what's happening right now, but I got in a Twitter debate because um, Tony Robbins basically made a video saying that the numbers with COVID are just bullshit. In, 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 to put it in a nutshell, he basically says it's bullshit, right? Um, and, and I, and, and, and as far as like what, like what number specifically? He basically he brought up the fact that the John Hopkins University uh, they made a video showing the COVID numbers, mm-hmm. and then they took it down, right? He said if you, if you go back and do the research, way way back when, uh, John Hopkins University brought up the amount of cases that were showing for how many COVID cases there were. And then they took it down and then mm. and the numbers he basically said were like reflective of the same amount of numbers that were for for the flu and other diseases or whatever. Like right? as far as like the cases or the deaths, the deaths, I believe. So how many did he say died globally? I forget. The, the point, though, he was making was that basically like Johns Hopkins University, they're mm. not is uh they they haven't been fully truthful, or there's just been a lot, a lot of sh- shenanigans going on with what they've been revealing to the public, right? Okay. The, the medical professions, right? Sure. And I and yeah. he basically said like, and then at the, the point of his video is like like, uh, because you know he has like that voice. No, I don't know if you ever heard Tony Robbins talk, but he kind of has like that voice where it's inspirational. It's kind of horror. Stuff. I, I I think I have to. I think I know you're talking about. I have to. Type it. Tony Robbins like works with like all the pastors because he's very inspirational. He's a motivational speaker. Okay. He was like, it's like when you look at the numbers, <laughs> we look at the numbers. <laughs> the amount of COVID cases that they're saying for 2019 and 2018, the, the exact yes. ama- the, the, the exact same amount of numbers. That they've been saying for the flu and for me and all this, you know, and then and so anyway, he's basically mm. was just saying like COVID's bullshit. He even said like, we need to get back to work. We can't stop believing the media. So yeah. anyway, yeah. anyway, I left a comment and my comment got like 150 likes, right? Um, I left another comment that one got like 150 likes. Now, don't get me wrong, I had, a lot, of, I had a lot of people disagreeing with me as well because, sure. like, you know, Tony Robbins is a very loyal following. And it's Twitter too. But what's, what, what, what did you say? Uh, I basically said um, my first comment I left was like 
damn, I didn't know Tony Robbins was a medical professional, and everybody just started liking it. And then, and then people said like neither, neither. This like I didn't know Bill Gates was either. So they were just being sarcastic towards me, basically saying like, because you know Bill Gates. I don't know if you know this. He has a. Uh, uh, a medical degree, right? Even though he's not yeah. a doctor, he has a medical degree. So like they're basically saying, yeah. like, well, he's he's just as right as Bill Gates. So because you know, yeah. and they're basically saying, like, don't believe. But he Bill. mentions it in one of his books. But yeah, yeah, but my ahead. point, but my point is that uh, I mean, I see why people said that, because like mm-hmm. a lot of people saying, like, well, a lot of people are following what Bill Gates had to say, because you know, Bill Gates basically was like, be wary of 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 a disease of a disease that's going to take over the world. He said this like three years ago yeah. before COVID, right? Yeah. And yeah. then it actually happened. So, but my point in saying what I said about Tony about Tony it was that. I want to hear medical professionals come out about this, right? I want to hear people who are actually in the front lines, who are yeah. actually working at the hospitals, who are actually I want to hear them come out and and say things from a from a medical health profession professional opinion. I'm not saying like they're all going to be on the same page about it, but I would much rather hear that. Well, so yeah. that's why I said like I didn't know damn, I didn't know Tony was a doctor. Well, well so so here's, here's the situation about that cuz you make a good point. A lot of the doctors who are on the front lines do have different stances on the virus. Right. Like some say that I mean obviously it's here and right. it, it is dangerous, but you have some frontliners are saying that they are saying, you know, all you have to do is this this and this and then you'll be fine. And they have other doctors saying that there's nothing we can do. We're still figuring things out. So you have like these different groups of doctors who are on the front line and nurses right. losing and saving patients. Right. And so what's happening is, is that none of those doctors are given the, the opportunity to speak. It's mostly just the news listening to Fauci. And that's another point. And like, giving them their own take on it. And right. then by, because it's the media, we as American people take that in and say, oh, shit, COVID is fucking shit up. And it is. But as far as the numbers and stuff like that, he has a point. A lot of a lot of, a lot of the numbers that's coming from the news is a bit yeah. hyperbolic. And so, right. like I got, like you said, I do agree. We need more of the frontliners actually pulling the microphones away and saying, look, this is what's actually but, going but, on. But not to cut you off, I mean, that was the point, like um – like even though like he may have had like I think there is some I'm not saying that what he was saying is mm-hmm. uh complete complete bullshit well what but my whole point in posting what I posted and I made another comment my whole point mm-hmm. in saying that is because it's very biased with him being a celebrity having like a a huge net worth right yeah it's very biased in my opinion him coming out and saying these things saying like COVID's bullshit and that we need to hurry up and get back to work because. Anybody who, who follows Tony Robbins and knows his backstory is that he mm-hmm. makes millions of dollars from his seminars. Yeah, right? and he's losing that shit. Right, and he's losing that shit. <laughs> I want so to come back comes, to my church. So my thing is like <laughs> it comes across a certain way when you're speaking out on these things yeah. in the height of COVID, right? And I'm just like, that's why I'm like a medical professional needs to come out and, and speak on this more. So and I'm not saying what he what he doesn't have entirely a leg to stand on because when I did more research, mm-hmm. a lot of people are just saying there, there's a half truth with a lot of people saying like the COVID numbers are kind of conflated. This is, this is like basically yeah. what I found is that it's a, it's a half truth. So right. he's saying there still isn't even enough information to entirely prove right. that yeah. uh, the numbers are are a bull or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. isn't enough data, but there's somewhat truth to what people have been saying. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think that it's more important that a medical professional speaks on it because th- at that point they're a lot more unbiased, right? Yeah. I much rather hear you know it's no different than me hearing a soldier actually in iraq talking about war than just like another person who's just in the military he's never gotten deployed before and they've never been in that situation so let me ask you a question do you think that um and this is nothing against dr fauci i'm right now he's the he's kind of like speaking for all medical people right now right but would you say that we need 
more doctors other than just Fauci coming on the news and kind of like bringing. That's their, the point I wanted to make. Some people were saying that like some hospitals are requiring doctors and nurses to not speak about it publicly. Yeah, because they're because you know for different reasons, right? With le- regulations, and I think even with HIPAA. Um, and other, I don't know if you know what HIPAA is. It's HIPAA. You know, I've heard of it. I don't yeah, know yeah that basically, it's, it, it requires uh, people to keep a lot of things private, like a lot of mainly towards like individual patients oh, they're dealing with. I, okay, yeah, I, individual I, I patients. Because I, I, yeah. I have to do it from the military. Yeah, so I have to take it every year. I've it, it just yeah. requires you to keep. Um, it keeps shut the fuck up about the yeah, yeah. about the things yeah. that you, you see. So, so the thing, yeah, I. But what I'm saying is that, like, so a lot of people were, were were replying to me saying, like, well, a lot of doctors can't even speak up, right? But but, but at the same time, it's like that's not the point. What I'm saying, even though they can't speak up, I much ra- my point is I much rather because even though uh, most doctors can't speak up, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of retired doctors who can. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm pretty sure there's yeah. a lot of like people who've actually dealt with things like this in the past who can. That's my all I'm saying. I'm the just thing like, is about retired doctors too, though, is that. I want. I mean, I'm, I'm just curious if Cause some of them have to had to come out of retirement just to deal with this. Is what I'm saying. Like a lot of oh, doctors okay. well, have to, because okay. this, this became a global pandemic. Yeah. A lot of doctors had because I was reading in the Wall Street Journal's. A lot of doctors had to leave being retired to literally come yeah. help out on because the, there, there there weren't enough doctors to deal with the amount of cases that were coming. Okay. In. Yeah. Well. Okay. So this is where I think things have kind of gotten off the rails of people thinking it's bullshit and this things like that because i don't think it's bullshit but i think the way it's being reported and i think the way it's being shared across the masses is a tad disingenuous just because if this is as biden would like to call it a national emergency if we're in a pandemic people are closing down the job people are getting fired companies are closing down and things like that it's important for people to know what is actually happening and if people are saying, yeah, but HIPAA regulations, it's like, well, do I you think want people to survive I this or not? I, be, I think that's the point. Of because that's where it. the conspiracy of the vaccines come in. It's like, right. how do we know this vaccine is helping when the news is kind of giving us what they want to tell but us? I think that's the point of having a Dr. Fauci, right? I think. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it, like, do we, we need more than just Dr. Fauci? Right, yeah, yeah I agree. Saying. But I think but, but because he, he's in a specific role, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's why his role is so important, because even when we had Trump, right, mm-hmm. he was saying all this, like, be careful, mask up, wash your hands, no uh, no, have being with groups of, of four or more people, yeah. right? He was saying, and even now he's he's even more right now. The Biden, he's he's been even more about it, like doubling down on like yeah, the same thing. Yeah, but the thing, see, but his his well, my issue is it's like because it's only coming from him. People are are I mean, obviously they're trusting what he's saying, but to what you just said about how what other doctors think and they can't speak, I think that's doing a disservice to a lot of the. Folks. I think I think because if you I do more like research, we'll find more about what other doctors have to say about it. But this, that's what I'm saying. I think like by us seeing what other doctors are saying, because like, I, and I tell my wife this all the time. Every time you go to a doctor and they tell you something that you think is a little bit egregious, always get a second opinion right, because yeah. doctors have their way of looking at things. Specifically, if you're black and they don't really understand what culture right. goes on with 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 black people and their health, yeah. it's important for you to actually go going get a second opinion. And with right. this, Doctor Fauci has been the only person, the only spokesperson for, for the, the medical. Field. Yeah, for for like the the news media. Right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like nobody in the in yeah, the public. And, and, yeah, and then by Trump, you know, taking away money and it, so it, I agree. Yeah, a lot I think of maybe next episode weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. Fr- figure out a way to find more doctors who've probably been speaking on this yeah. i know there has been right yeah. i'm gonna find doctors who've been speaking on covid who haven't been right. as um 
publicly notarized. Yeah. And, you know, because I'm gonna um, be honest with you, there's been there's been doctors who are on the front lines that I hear about too, who are not getting news coverage, who are saying that, you know, the virus is not as serious as the news is claiming. Like you can listen. You've to seen the, that. I've seen you've this. Seen yes. doctors say that. Doctors are saying that. Can you bring that in next episode? Well, did you see that video that went viral that got taken down? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so there was a video that went viral on social media, and it was about seven or eight doctors who were on the front lines of this thing who came out saying that it's not a cure for COVID, but there's a way that we are helping patients and we're not losing any. And what happened was that they were giving, they were, they were sharing information about what people can do if they get infected with the virus. This was like around March or April when the, when the virus first hit. Okay. And th- what they were saying was that they were talking about hydrochloroquine and zinc and all these mm-hmm. different tablets that the news said wasn't working. And what they said was is that the reason why they said it wasn't working was because when COVID hit, people were taking it in mass dosages. And when you take it in the wrong dosage, you're going to exasperate the, the side effects right. but if you take them in careful doses and see the doctor who knows what they're doing you can actually save lives but they're, but they're basically acknowledging that like i mean to your point by them having like a group of doctors talking about this thing they're basically saying like this is still a huge problem no, no yeah right. and they never said not, yeah that's what I mean, they, didn't say, they didn't say covid is not a huge problem right. they, they just said that by denying this information and by not giving us a seat at the table who are white coats with all doctors they yeah. were white coats and everything made a public service announcement they were saying by by ignoring our voices you're doing a disservice to the american people because people are dying not hearing this information and instead of you trying to give us a voice you shut down our video right you fire us and right. so what they so they set up an actual organization where they can and like i said they're probably taking down that video just due to um like certain things that like wh- whoever hospital they worked for you know Trying to uh, well, save themselves from well, getting well, possible suits well, well, and well, all here's that. the thing, though. They, they didn't, I mean, that that could have been the case. But what actually happened was that social media took it down because they thought that what they were saying was dangerous. That's why they took it down. Okay. Like, they actually had a thing that said, like, you can't share this Which video. Which is, they might, they, there could be some truth to that, too, though. I mean, but here's the thing, though. Like, like to your point in mind, we need more doctors talking about the virus. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, if you want to if you want to say we need masks and things like that, I agree with you. But... You have other folks who have bigger voices saying that uh, companies are closing now. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need to hear other voices besides just Fauci. Like if we have other, if we had a line of doctors who have different points of views yeah. about how to handle this virus, that's actually more helpful for us. So that way we can actually decipher ourselves. This would be like a perfect time to like call somebody in. Yeah, it actually would. It actually would. You know, and I have somebody who I can call, but I never asked if she would be considered talking about it. Can't she talk about it? Oh, she can't because of the. I think she can, but but we will keep her anonymous. But, but don't you say I'll keep her anonymous. Yeah, okay, but okay, oh yeah, but this is. But don't you see that how how problematic that is that doctors can't talk about how to effectively handle this pandemic. No, no, virus? no. I no, I don't see it as being problematic because you have to understand that when you make assessments about things dealing with like people's health, you have as to a understand- professional. Yeah, like in my opinion, you have to take into account that like everybody has a completely different, you know, immune system, right? Right. And so the advice you may be giving to the general public, even though that's just the general public, there's a lot of people who that's that who your statements and what your analysis isn't going to even entirely apply to. You know what I'm saying? Well, the same the same could be said about what's going on right now in the news. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's why they have to be careful. Though they have to be very very careful with their words and what kind of advice. So I don't blame hospitals for being like just to keep things easy. Let's just shut the fuck up. Let's just leave this all up to Fauci. Um, Let's just all because Fauci gets his 
information from, you know, like they would have given him that position well, if he wasn't I, getting I mean, I, 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 I mean, I know what you I get your point. Yeah. It's like, you, I'm, not, like I said, I'm not saying that I don't trust Fauci. Right. I'm just saying that it's weird and a little bit concerning. Yeah, for, for the average Joe, who especially people who don't even trust doctors and hospitals, right? Yeah. It's not helpful just having a one spokesperson speaking. Th- th- exactly. That's right. all I'm saying. Yeah, because uh, most, most people don't trust, especially people who come from. Um, yeah. Um, more financially disadvantageous backgrounds, they're more inclined to not trust doctors, right? right. So exactly, you uh, know what I'm saying. And, but but I think the biggest debate about the COVID virus is just the fact about what 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 can we do if we was to get infected by? Because right now everybody's saying wear a mask, wear a mask, and quarantine yourself. And that goes that, that's that's a little to some people it's a little bit easier said than done because if you was to catch the virus, you can quarantine yourself. That's fine. But like my my like my best friend just caught COVID and he's had it for I think 16 days now and he wants to get back to work because he's losing money as the day goes by. But he's listened like so this was this was crazy. He told he told me he had the virus and I told him I asked him what the doctors tell you and he said they told me to just take a Tylenol and quarantine myself and and to drink a lot of fluids. And I said oh so they didn't tell you that Tylenol makes it worse he was like no i mean how do you know that makes it worse well because it was on the news and when i, I think i vaguely and they were, and heard I, about that i think i vaguely did hear about that and, they were, and, then, when I, and then when i told worse. mom about it when i asked when i told mom yeah, about I think it even, she told me Tylenol makes it worse yeah I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah yeah even yeah. actually my roommate i think brought that up it was it was the news like they said like either they said instead of taking Tylenol, take a, I want to say they, they said, said take, take ibuprofen. ibuprofen. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was the same thing. But then when when uh, this was back in uh, May when when, I, when when people were grabbing all the medicines and things like that, I actually went to go get ibuprofen from the pharmaceuticals, but they ran out. And so I asked them, uh, "Do you guys have any ibuprofen?" And the pharmaceutical person told me, are you, "Do you need it for COVID?" And I said, "Yeah, but you guys are out." He said, um, "Ibuprofen actually makes it worse. Take Tylenol." <laughs> well, I, I would have to. I, hope I swear to God, this happened right at the Myers where I stayed. I, I, I was just like, bro. I want to hear him actually say it because that's hard to believe. But I have uh, the but text I, messages. But but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I mean, to be fair, I'm not trying to come down the dots. But I'm just saying, to be fair, because this is such a new virus, that's a, lot of, a lot of doctors don't really know what's happening. If that's true, that's very crazy. But yeah. anyway, I want to read off some numbers. So I don't want to stay on this topic for yeah, too long. Right. So, based off um, what I researched, um, so I got some of this from politicalfact.com. So basically mm-hmm. flu cases are way down this year as of January 16th, yeah, 2021. COVID taking over. Damn. He said, move, um, move away, flu. We in this bitch. <laughs> so for the week ended on January 16th of the 21,244 flu tests tracked by the CDC and 23 specimens or one point one or point one tested positive. Wait, for, for the flu? The yeah, flu? for the flu. Okay. So for the season to that point, 40 weeks dating back to September 27th, there were 1,159 positive specimens or 0.2% of the total tested, right? Mm-hmm. So and that, and they basically concluded that the flu activity is unusually low at this time, but may increase in the coming months, mm. said the CDC. And then more week two results were released February 5th. The new total shows 62 of three of 38,572 specimens or 0.16 percent tested positive for the flu. So they're basically saying like the, like the flu numbers are just drastically down, right? Mm-hmm. 62 out of like 38,000 fucking people tested. That's insane, right? Yeah, it's like extremely, extremely low. Um, and then then their next point was is it, uh, it ties directly into COVID, right? So wait, 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 let me ask you a question before you continue. So with the flu numbers. Are they? Because I'm curious 
if uh, well, I don't know how the virus works, but is does the flu turn into COVID in some aspects? Kind of like how um, HIV and AIDS work. No, no, no. Okay, because I'm just curious if they're what, separate. They just have, for my, they're separate. They just have the same symptoms okay. or, or similar symptoms. Because right? I remember, because I remember a, a report came out about saying that like if you had the flu before the outbreak happened, you more you more than likely had COVID already because it's a form of the flu or something like that. Right. And I and I'm wondering if people who I want to, I'm just curious if they accounted for that right as well. But it, go ahead. Right. So and then they said the. The, the decrease is linked to the COVID response. So they said, we are seeing, this is the CDC, we are seeing mm-hmm. a lot less influenza activity compared to the previous seasons. This mm-hmm. does also extend to other respiratory viruses that are usually up during this time of year, said Dr. Werner Bischoff, medical director at the Infection Prevention and Health System Epide- Epi- Epidem. Epidemiology, epidemiology. I always fuck up that word. <laughs> epidemiology um, <laughs> at the Wake Forest University School of Medicine. Um, mm. There's no definite data yet to explain the drop, but Bischoff and other experts say that they suspect that precautions related to the coronavirus, along with high rates of the flu vaccination, are helping to limit the spread of the flu. So basically, okay. So um, and then they say, I think Bischoff says, "My oh, so yeah." My take on this is that, and this is not based on any evidence yet, is that the COVID lockdown restrictions with masking, social distancing, and frequent hand hygiene really cut down the transmission of these viruses, Bischoff said. Influenza Mm -hmm. and most other respiratory viruses are spread by droplets. This combined with the seasonal influenza vaccine. Hold on. The flu shot? Oh, this combined with the seasonal influenza vaccine may have reduced a spread mm-hmm. in the community to such a degree that such viruses have not been able to establish themselves or reach usual numbers. Right. So a similar takeaways was relayed in weather.com article and blah blah blah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and then at the and th- and at the conclusion of this a political fact.com they said like so a headline from an article widely shared on facebook claimed a miracle only 23 americans tested positive for the flu last week compared to the 14,657 cases reported last year at the same time the article mm-hmm. cites this drop suggests that health officials have improperly inflated the number of covid-19 cases um to what number exactly though huh to what they inflated, they inflated to what number? Like what? What did they say was the uh, cases before, and what what are they saying now? So this year, so based off this, as of January twenty second, the coronavirus had killed four hundred and ten thousand people in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I don't, I think that I, I don't think I saw how much. Hold on, when you look at the because I looked up numbers for how many people actually died in the entire world. Since, uh, yeah, because I know like it's close. It's quite close to like. So that I didn't get the um, flu numbers, but they basically say like so. So we look at COVID compared to other deadly diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't killed quite as many people as of January twenty second. COVID mm-hmm. four hundred ten thousand people who have died in not quite a year. The average death toll in twenty twenty for health diseases was six hundred fifty five thousand, mm-hmm. and six hundred six thousand five hundred twenty people die of cancer mm-hmm. so compared to people lost during famous months in history COVID-19 is right up there um for instance with World War II in the U.S. lost five four hundred and five 
5,399 measured military casualties. Um, wait, wait, say that, say that number again. 405,399 military casualties from World War II. Okay, compared to the U.S. deaths from the COVID. Um, so yeah, we, we we so we're so basically what they're saying is that COVID is is a little bit over above the World War II numbers, but we're we're, but we're below like the cancer numbers and also right. the total amount of deaths that ha- that occurred from um, the other diseases. So in other words, total. And, yeah. So in other words, we can probably concede that America probably has the highest numbers. Right. Okay. So. For but also, but let me finish this though. So, okay. so the, our ruling, our ruling is that a headline from an article widely shared on Facebook claimed a miracle. So yeah, I always said that. Da, 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 da. Um, the CDC reported that sixty-two thousand. Yeah, so public health experts say that they believe the drop is due to not a miracle of sub of, of statistical tricks, but largely a, a social distancing and other precautions being used in response to the coronavirus. Um, and then. Yeah, so, and then I, f- I found this cool chart that somebody made of comparing um, uh, a cold to the flu, um, and basically how it's kind of the same. So, I mean, not the same, but you're similar. So it was just other things. But the bottom line let is, let me look that, at that. Let me look at that chart. I want to see that the, the chart that you look uh, looking at right now. Yeah, yeah, I could probably text it to you real quick. But basically, it just shows like the so for instance, over signs and symptoms. And I don't want to stay on this too long, but um, mm-hmm. symptoms of a, of the flu can include the fever or feeling feverish, chills, core, sore throat, mm-hmm. runny, stuffy nose, muscle or body aches, headaches, and fatigue. Uh, cold symptoms are usually milder than the symptoms of the flu. People with colds are more likely to have a, a runny or stuffy nose. Colds generally do not result in serious health problems. Right. right. Um so basically, after doing all this research um, from like CBS, Political Fact, and a, a couple other articles I read, they basically said like there's a there's a halfway truth with some of the numbers being inflated. Not just just what's been what's been what's been reported, right? Okay, so this just to tie on thing. This is why I think this is why the conf- the conflation, the argument of conflation, kind of comes in about how like the numbers are being misrepresented, things like that. Because I mean, I'm trying to be fair because I get what you're saying. But I think a lot of times, a lot of people who are not trusting the numbers is because they know how um, how the media plays into like people's fears and things like that. And and, I, and to a point, I can understand. So you're saying that in the country we have over hundred thousand people that that have died of COVID. Four hundred and ten thousand people, roughly. Yeah. So right. So as of now, approximately four hundred ten thousand four hundred ten thousand people. Have died of COVID, right? Out of three hundred to three hundred twenty-eight point two million Americans who live in this country, and for a whole global, but that's not now. That, that and those are just the deaths. That's not the amount of people who've been infected. Those I know, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. But the thing, but I mean, the thing of it is, is that because more people have recovered than they have died, most any logical person usually t- looks at that. But I know how sometimes the news, they focus more on the cases and say, a lot of people got COVID, a lot of people got COVID. And it's like, yeah, I know people are catching COVID, but if those numbers were deaths, then we would be having a whole different discussion. And I think that's why people are, are feeling are feeling compelled to come out and say that, why are you closing up businesses and things like that? Right. Because if you have 410 people dying out of the 380-something million people in Americans, and you have a have a global total of 2, 2.5 million people who have died of COVID, Globally, right. 2.5 million right. compared to other illnesses. You're talking only 
out of the whole population of the world, so we're talking like maybe eight billion or something. Right. That's still less than one percent of people who've died of COVID. Right. Now, me just saying that sparks outrages to people because they think that it's still lives lost. And I do understand lives, too many lives are still enough. Like, one is just enough. That's still a bad thing. And yeah. I agree with you. We, we are the country, we are the country, uh, this country has the most deaths, which I can totally concede that. But I think the question that people wanna, want answered is that, are we being fair with the numbers and are we being, uh, 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 a little bit are we, are we being a little bit inconsiderate to other things that are that are actually going on as far as like people catching covid because from what i'm seeing in the news and what people are telling me what they hear from the news it's a lot of it's a lot of uh hyperbolic language and cuz I, I see the hundreds of thousands of people dying and things like that and i see all the millions of people catching covid and stuff like that but i think you and me can agree when people catch covid they do their part like they stay home and a lot of people are wearing their masks and a lot of people no, are well not in my experience so all my all my peers who've, who've gotten it they've gotten it because they've been to work right they've been working okay Wait, uh, like, like like all my soldiers and yeah but and yeah, a few other people I've I spoken yeah. to, even, I mean, like, yeah, even we, in our family, yeah, just so because I, they've been in, in environments yeah. with other people. Yeah, well, well, yeah, you can say that American is just obsessed with work. Like America as a country, we can't stop working. Yeah, like that's I mean, some people like work. so a lot of corporate spaces they've been working from home, but a right. lot of places like where you have like a lot of union jobs or like or jobs where you have to mm, come in sure. and, and help right and stuff like that yeah like you have to do whatever you got you gotta do like yeah. you, you just have to that's that's like how, how the business functions right for sure whether it be like a plant like like one of my soldiers my soldiers he he works at a plant right yeah um one of the biggest ones in illinois he has yeah. to come in right mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he see, he already said like a lot of people have gotten infected, uh, and then mm-hmm. other people who may work like these jobs like AT and T or 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 yeah, Infinity, like Com- the Comcast jobs, yeah, all those, to, yeah. like yeah, like people mm-hmm. with jobs like that, like they kind of have to come into work. So that's how a lot of my like soldiers have yeah. gotten it. They they like me. I don't think I've gotten it. Right, I could have, but I don't think I have. But at the same time, I don't know because a lot of people say like um, a lot. Of the, you could be asymptomatic. You could be asymptomatic, but I still I, have I, it. But in, it's like, look, if I'm asymptomatic. Then everybody needs to not go outside if that's the case. But no, no. But at the same time, it's important though, because like, like right around the time the asymptomatic stuff was happening, a lot of people in the NBA were getting it right, and this right. is right at the height of when Carl Anthony Towns' mom passed away from COVID. No, so I, no, I, I know. But what I'm saying this is that if people can be asymptomatic mm-hmm. and still have it, that means by a correlation of what people are saying. Everybody needs to stay home, right? Like that's really, that's that's been what the fight has been. That's that's been what the controversy is, right? Yeah. Like, it's like why are we still doing all these things, celebrating Valentine's? You know, like, yeah. Because well, I will argue because that person who's probably saying that doesn't own a company. Because it's easy for us who consume things to say, "Why aren't you staying at home?" Because the people who actually own these big corporate companies, and I'm just being fair. I'm not trying to because he's right. We can't just stay home. But I think if you don't have the like any kinds of monetary risks at stake, then you can stay your ass home. But to any kind of person like a CEO or a Bill Gates who right, actually has like, to who owns like a, who, I would say more so who has who owns a company where it requires people to come in for their company to make yeah. money and operate. Yeah. Yes, I can because see why. Yeah, because yeah. When, you're, when you're running a multi-million dollar company, you're now an asset to the American economy. Because like I said, my company is a multi-billion dollar company and like they're allowing us to, to work. The one you work for? Yeah, the, yeah. the bank I work for. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so. but that, but that, that's you guys. Yeah. We don't know if the guy who actually runs that company is actually staying home. Like, he's probably doing he's probably doing a bunch of other moving around just to make sure that his company stays afloat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if people knew that, 
they will kind of like maybe lay it off on the whole, you know, you need to stay your ass home. No, you need to stay your ass home. Like me, you, and everybody else, we need to stay our asses home. But when I hear people get complaints about how we need to open up the restaurant, like when when, com- when o- owners are saying we need to open up our restaurants, we need to open up these companies and things like that, I understand the the um, the the compelled notion to say, no, what are you talking about? The thing of it is, though, is that the economy you know, in a lot of these spaces decline the longer these, these companies stay open. And even though it's a hard truth to grasp with, it, the point of the thing is that, you know, these economies don't run themselves. You know, right. it's companies and, and consumerism and people spending their money that runs these, that, that runs these neighborhoods. And so these owners who know this are, are advocating that, look, we know that people are dying and we know people are catching it. But can we just open our restaurants and just regu- and and have regulations in our in our company so that way we can still at least make some money for the economy and for us? And you have these twenty something Twitter heads saying no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, it just it it just doesn't really make sense to me. And, and sometimes I, I I wonder why people are even listening to folks like that. But to your point, um, I feel like you have a beef with Twitter. I do have it. Well, I don't want. Well, I don't have a Twitter, so I can't have a beef with it. But I do understand the toxicity it brings, and I understand the complacency it brings, and I do understand the cesspool. You're biased, huh? You are biased. No, that's it's what happens on Twitter. That's it's what happens. With, I mean, cancel culture. I mean, no, I'm say, saying, I'm saying that you you acknowledge that you don't use Twitter, but you have like harsh critiques on it. So you're acknowledging that you're well. Biased. I don't. I don't use Twitter because of those critiques. Because I used to have a Twitter, and then when I started to see the pattern, I said, "I'm done with this." Well, yeah, that's that's fair. But what I'm saying is that like you acknowledge that like you're biased against Twitter. Like, like you can't. You, you it's, it might be a little bit more hard for you to have an, an objective opinion. No, 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 no. That's that's not true. Like, look, anything that goes on Twitter, I don't just. Uh, like uh, ignore it just because I know it's a cesspool. I know it's a, it's still a cesspool, but there is valuable information that goes through Twitter. Give me an example. Okay, so for instance, the the updates on coronavirus. I think that Twitter has been an asset for people to get information and and knowledge of the virus because you have professionals and p- politicians that share information and stuff like that. But on the flip side, Twitter, the CEO has done um done a great deal of taken off a lot of posts that they think is unhealthy that they think is dangerous when there's just all opinions and i know for a fact that oh uh, no are you talking about the flagging thing? No, they only just started flagging um false like uh like false reporting from like when, when people make claims that haven't been proven to be fact so yeah that's, for sure. that's all they, yeah. they just recently started doing that yeah like but, they, the but they've so also done it to trump was doing i mean all. i mean yeah that that was yeah for sure but i don't want to say this too long because we only have so much time yeah but that th- we'll dive more into this next week when we can uh next week what i want to sure. do is get more doctors who have different opinions about it and yeah. also i want to um yeah, just that's mainly it. Just yeah. get doctors who have different opinions about it. But I do, I do agree. With you. Uh, people need to do wear, uh, wear their masks. I just want to say that. Like, and I, they also just came out with the fact that people who wear two masks is actually more effective with protecting against coronavirus. It was all over the news the other day, and it was in the Wall Street Journal. Um, and it makes sense, though. It makes sense. Du- so they said double masking it, it's a lot more effective because. Um, I mean, it's just it's kind of common sense when you think about it. But yeah. like double masking, <laughs> but yeah, they said double masking is definitely uh, whether you want a double mask or single mask. I agree that people need to wear their masks. 
I just, you know, but, but I, I might start double masking though, because I, I've, I, I actually kind of used to think about that too, because some, I've seen people still sneeze and do all other things with their mask on. Okay. Right. So that's fine. I mean, because the point of the mask is, do you see that? There's like a video that went viral, somewhat viral on TikTok with a guy explaining like why the mask is important, right? So he was in his truck mm-hmm. driving. And it was it was a winter, and he was he would show like you breathing without the mask on, and you would sh- show like all the, you know like the smoke that you see when it was cold outside, the cold air when you breathe out from your nose and your mouth. He would show that, and then he showed him putting on his his N95 mask, and then none nothing was coming when he was breathing out again. Right. So he was just kind of showing like the scientific aspect, like this is why this shit works, right? So I'm I think that when you when you have a double mask, right, and depending on if if you're with people who are closer to you who may be a little bit more sick and who sneeze more and stuff like that i think it is definitely more protective for them if they like were to sneeze or to or to cough or whatever Look, so do what do what makes you feel comfortable if you want to i mean not just to you but into anybody like do what makes you feel comfortable you know what i'm saying i think it's totally fine if you want to wear a double mask right, i just so just so <laughs> just be safe <laughs> so moving on to the next topic i want to talk about um and i think we only have like a yeah i think we're good but um i want to talk about so the top films that Denzel was Oscar nominated for. Ooh, Denzel. For all the films that Dem- Denzel Washington was not uh, Oscar nominated for, and breaking down what I think were his best performances, um, for different reasons. I think his best performance was The Little Things. I thought it was a good. No, I saw The Little Things. No, I'm not. Just, it was. I'm it joking. was. It I'm was. Joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it was good, but I would say Jared Leto was more impressive in it than Denzel in terms really? of uh, acting performance. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, that's honest, just my that's just my personal opinion. Okay, because I, I, I mean, I think Jared Leto. I mean, there's some. I I I, just, I always have to give it to the evil guy. You know what I'm saying? No, I I, I mean, I think he was the most compelling. But because I've seen that performance before with J- with Jared Leto specifically, I wasn't really moved. It was more like okay, I haven't seen him I in a performance have, like I haven't. Yeah. I've only seen like a handful of movies with, Jer- with Jared Leto. But okay. but anyway, um, so the move, all the movies that Denzel was Oscar nominated for were Cry for Freedom, which is his first one in 1987, mm-hmm. then Second Glory. Uh, Malcolm X was third. The Hurricane was fourth. Training Day was fifth. Flight was sixth. Fences was seventh. And then Roaming J. Israel Esquire was was uh, was his latest one. Yeah, was his latest one. Right. Um. So he got eight uh, Oscar nominations total. Um, and won two. Right. Two out of yes, eight. he won two. I I I I've seen seven of these eight. Uh, one. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I've technically seen all of them, but one of them I haven't seen all the way through, which is was, was the hurricane. I haven't seen that all the way through because I saw it on television. On television, they bug out a lot of stuff. Great. But um, I just got done watching Roman J. Esquire yesterday. Um, I saw Cry for Freedom a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um. And honestly, after like, it's so crazy. I kind of want to, this one, and I don't want to say on this too long, but w- one of the reasons why I want to do this is, is just because of the fact that it's so interesting how I think that sometimes in the acting world, they might critique acting a little bit more harshly. Or they might, the, the, the level of um, criticism or just um, evaluation of an actor's performance might get more stricter as time goes on than it was in the past. So let's just say if Cry for Freedom came out today, right? Right. Would that be Oscar Oscar worthy of him getting a nomination compared to 1987, right? Like where the art was a little bit different, the times were definitely a little bit different. I see what you're saying, but I think it's important to see who he was nominated with because right. if he was nominated we'll probably do that to next another time, actor who was like way better in a way better movie, then I would argue that it just wasn't his time yet. Um, 
but and it's, it's, it's this is an interesting list though um of like all his oscar nominations when we speak about right. like like uh black actors sometimes they have to kind of be like the evil role or like the weird role in order to get oscar nominated you know what oh, i'm yeah, saying like like so the, the the common thing is like in order to in order for a black actor to win an oscar you have to either be sexually assaulted you have to be a villain um or some kind of negative. You can't just be like a normal. Yeah, you, you can't just be a normal guy. Like a normal person with like a good character. Yeah, <laughs> you, know you have to be the most negative notion of whatever uh your culture brings. Man. Yeah, but this one, I Oscar. mean, there's a little bit, there's a little bit untruth with what we just said because like Roman J. Esquire, I mean, he wasn't right. really a villain in that movie. I don't right. know if you've seen it. Um, he was just a lawyer, but he did do something wrong in the movie, but not really wrong. True. He wasn't really wrong. Right? True. But um, but anyway, based on performances though. I think the best performance by Denzel after just watching at least like ninety percent of these, like like I said, I've, the only thing I haven't seen was Hurricane all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out on a hunch outside of Hurricane and say I don't think Training Day is his best performance no more. I don't. Okay. I used to think Training, even though no, it, it, that's, and that goes to my other point. Like, yeah. Just because you win an Oscar for something doesn't mean like uh, it's the best performance you ever done. right? Because yeah. Leo won, Leonardo DiCaprio won for Revenant. He barely did anything but just eat. But a that wasn't, in my opinion, <laughs> that wasn't his best performance. As an well, he actor. Didn't, yeah, all he did was just look like he was in pain. And yeah. I think they just gave it to him like here, here, yeah. nigga, damn. Like yeah. it, it wasn't like on. They should have gave it to him for Django, but right. I, I was, gonna that say, was like, like, I'm sorry for. I think asleep. Django <laughs> and like there's been uh, even the Wolf of Wall Street. He was very good in. Yeah. Right, oh yeah. Yeah. I but but they gave it to him for Revenant. Revenant was good, but I I it, you know, it was Oscar worthy, but yeah. I didn't think that. No, like I wasn't yeah. like this is what you. Yeah. That's just my. He gets opinion. mauled by a bear and then he's just broken back the entire movie. Yeah, he he. But you see yeah. how what he had I to go through. You see what he had to face. go through just to win an Oscar. Exactly, he had to go through. That's the, that was the, that was the whole joke. Right. Like all he did. Was <laughs> but um, but I'm glad he got it because it was well deserved. But um, yeah, um, I was gonna say. Uh, but you might, you know what you make an interesting point though about so yeah so I saw Cry for Freedom. Cry for Freedom. I think what and I'm trying to think what how does the Oscar and we can't stay on this too long. Oh, how much time? Well, let's, let's take away the, let's take away the Oscar nominated the ones that he won the Oscar for. Out of the ones, so that that means the, leaves us with six films. Out of the ones that he got nominated for, excluding the ones he won, what do you think is his best performance out of the six, excluding the ones that he won? All right, so out of Glory and Training Day, so take Glory. So and take those out, and okay. now you just have Flight, Roman uh, J. Esquire. Right, right, right. Everything else. What is his best performance? Yeah, out of those six. It's it's between Wow, it's that's hard. I'm gonna go with you right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with probably if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Honesty is the best policy, dog. If I'm being completely honest honest, it's probably it's probably flight. Okay. Okay. It's probably flight. I'm with you. I was gonna say at first I was gonna say Roman J Esquire, but I'm gonna say it's probably flight. No, I'm being completely honest. It's probably flight. Okay, Okay, so I agree with you with flight, but I loved. See, here's the thing because because I saw Hurricane and I loved him in Hurricane. Like I, I mean, that movie made me cry. But I'm torn between that and Malcolm X because there was something about him and Malcolm X that moved me in such a way i don't know like it was it was such a cathartic experience watching him as malcolm x but then i, I remember thinking after I, after i've seen that movie 
It gave me nightmares. I, I forgot my notes. I have here who he's lost his Oscars to. That is insane. He lost flight to. I mean, Daniel Day, Day Lewis is cold. He lost. Oh, he lost to Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Lincoln was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln was, <laughs> he was amazing. You I, I have Lincoln. Yeah, it, yeah. it is good. Yeah, he did lose yeah, the, the, the performance the in there was pretty outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have uh, what? Um, who do you go against with? In, uh, and I just, so he, he went against Will Smith and Ali for training day, with the one that he won. And they, I, I didn't have like who he, cause he because he won, they didn't put um, who okay. he. But yeah, I do remember that training day. Was up there with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. I do remember that. But yeah, but I re- I do remember thinking that when he was nominated, that was a really close one because I loved him in Training Day, but Will did amazing, oh amazing. And I'm and let me just tell you, just from auditioning for the role, not of of the Ali movie role, but just Ali in general for like other other projects, playing Muhammad Ali is not an easy task at all. That is a very hard job to do because he has a lot of. There's a lot of personality and a lot of traits that, that Ali brings so, with his character. I mean, that's what I want to bring up next. So, like, what I deem to what the Oscar, like, what does the Oscar judges look for when they, like, all right, this person's going to get Oscar nominated. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, I mean, like, when it comes to, like, best male actor, obviously it's how good your performance was. But I think right. it's also um, how good you're able to just embody and transform yourself from I, I think I'm, I'm curious to know like like how I think they have to look at the fact that like how is this this actor able to mm-hmm. transform himself ba- compared to his, his previous roles right yeah when I saw cry for freedom or cry freedom I've never seen Denzel in a mode like that right he's he's Steve That's Baku true. right yeah. he has like this thick South African accent right right and he's basically the Malcolm X of his time in the movie if mm-hmm. you, it's a really good movie yeah um but it's not like he put on this crazy like like yes he put on a good performance but it wasn't like nothing like like you're not gonna get like the King Kong ain't got shit on me type of you know yeah. what I'm saying it's, you're not gonna look at one of his scenes because approach to the role it's it's very stoic yeah it's very exactly bold. and it's like exactly it's not it's, something it's like epitome. oh my god that's Oscar worthy no but, it's, but it's, it's, like, it's the epitome of less is more right because he's exactly. just, all he has to do because when you have the close up on an actor's face right. you, just, you could see all of that and fill out that and the way he like says right. those lines especially in the in the court scene the white liberal you know what I'm the saying yeah but yeah but like it's it's just the way he performs it is what I agree I think sometimes less is more I was gonna say I think the reason why he got this Oscar nomination because like even though he like I said he wasn't so like out there like training day mm-hmm. you like f- like you you really he felt, felt it, his it his, felt powerful yeah by him it, just standing still yeah and just talking like and they'll be they'll be saying like what are you doing he's like well on the contrary <laughs> he would just say some it bars is, it so and they'd be like damn and honestly like now the more I'm thinking about it I see yeah. why they gave him yeah because I was going to say so I would say like the Oscars they probably take that into, into consideration like how does this, this character make you feel not just based off like your performance but how how does how is this character mm-hmm. authentically making you feel yeah um yeah. Now the, the, there is some, uh, there are also some some politics that plays into like right. I was going to say that's what I was going to get well. to next. Like, I think like just like yeah. the Grammys. I think the Oscars. There's it's, it's, it's definitely a political realm to yeah. it. Yeah, you, know, you know. I think like, I think nowadays too, it's a little bit more popularized. Like about who's the most popular actor. Because social media is powerful now, right? So a lot yeah. of times, I mean, force. I think part of the good thing that came with social media is now like the Oscars try to do a better job at making the uh, uh, the nominations more diverse. 
I think that's a positive that, that yeah. I've come with it. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I mean, I, I until in, they came in my up opinion, with that new rule, my opinion, a lot of black actors have been uh, sidelined for years. So even though like sometimes you may get like a black film or a black actress, or even though they may not always necessarily be Oscar, like you you may you may deem like, hey, this person should win an Oscar. In my opinion, I still am happy that they're even getting the nomination because just for so many years, yeah, they weren't even. They weren't outside of Sydney Portier, like nobody was getting, you know what I'm saying? Like a seat at the table to even get Oscar worthy or being nominated. Well, I, well, I, like I, well I think a lot of the, peop- the, the, the Academy people, the people on the board, they wasn't interested in seeing those kinds of movies. And so, because yeah. because I would see a lot of movies that had fantastic acting from from black actors, and yet they never got nominated for anything. Right. And once I started understanding what actually goes in and goes on to the voting process, these people just wasn't watching these films. They just wasn't interested. And then when the Oscars So White thing happened, with the when when a lot of black films that were really really good in of substance got denied any kind of nomination, that's when I think the you know people had to like open the floodgates and see what actually goes on in here. And then it t- turned out people just wasn't interested in seeing Straight Outta Compton. They didn't want to see Beast of No Nation. And then that's when like, you know what? Yeah, then we got so, so to hire wrap, some folks. So, <laughs> so to wrap this up, where would you rank these movies in terms of his performances outside of just him winning the Oscars? Because mm. this is our rank. In inc- including his, the ones he won? Yeah. In terms of, for me personally, what I'm ranking is um, based off performance, I'm mm. going to give it to... Flight is number one. Okay. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Glory number two. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give Glory number two. I think Glory deserves it. No, no, go ahead. This is your list. Glory is number two. This is your list. I'm going to say... And can you write these down for me? Glory number two. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... So Glory's number two. Yep, I'm gonna say number one. Number one, my number one was uh, flight, flight, flight. Yeah, flight was number one. Yeah, number two. Um, I'm gonna say um, Fences is number three. Okay, he was good as fucking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fences is number three. Fences. I thought he was gonna win in Fences actually. And this is also show that Denzel has aged gracefully in terms of his 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 performance. Like he's mm-hmm. gotten better because like, you would think that I would just say Training Day number one, but it's like his performances have gotten better. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I said in one of my reviews that he was actually really excellent in Little Things, even though the movie was yeah yeah. Four, I'm gonna give it to <coughs> Roman J. Esqu- Israel Esquire. Okay. He really acted his ass off. People need to see that. That was just some phenomenal fucking acting. He more people need to see that. I was actually blown away with that. Okay. Um. Then I'm gonna give it to um. Training Day. Number five. Number five. Ooh, you yeah. pissing off a lot of black people. Yeah, I know. Dog. I'm, I'm just. I'm, 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 I'm being completely objective. This is everything. Yeah. Oh, it's just me personally. Training Day number five. Uh. Malcolm X number six. Malcolm X number six. Yep. Damn, out of all that shit you was talking about Malcolm X, you gonna put him number six? Cry nigga? Freedom number seven, <laughs> and I'm just put Hurricane. I, even though I know Hurricane might need to be higher, but I'm gonna just put Hurricane last just because I haven't fully seen that. Um, I'm gonna watch it later on. So, okay. so you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so you have Flight, Glory, Fences, Roman J, Training Day, Malcolm X, Cry Freedom, and Hurricane. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's. Okay. 
add it to a list. Okay, so for me, I have to put Malcolm X at top just because. Really? Yeah, man. You think that's his best performance? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, because you got to think about it this way. And we can't stay on this too much. I'm not going to digress too much. I just want to say this. Him going from Red to Malcolm was just amazing. We don't have a lot of time, but yeah, I see the character. But you arc. you see the whole difference in in tactics he uses, like being this ghetto ass gangster ass dude. So yeah, I was oh, to now yeah. being the. <laughs> 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 Sorry, but you get what I'm yeah. saying? Like that was. Dude, yeah, because I like forgot. Even like the scene that. where he like held the the revolver up to his friend's head. Yeah, like, you know, there's a lot a of moments in there that yeah. show his just actually. Can I just, change? No, I'm no, no you're, you're done, nigga. <laughs> you, you good? You good? You know what I'm saying? I was and just gonna say I, for for those reasons, I mo- swapped out one. But yeah, yeah. You could go but that ahead. but that whole him going going to the back to the homeland. Have you seen? Have you seen all of his films? I haven't. I've seen Hurricane. I haven't seen Roman J. No, actually, no. I take it back. I saw like. I saw some of Roman J. I haven't seen Cry Freedom. I saw like maybe you haven't seen Cry Freedom. Not the whole way through. Okay, I've only seen it's like really good. Yeah, I, I've seen it in barber shops a lot. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Um, now I my number two, I want to say, is ooh, he was good as a fucking flight though. Uh, uh, you know what? You know what? Denzel was at his prime in the earlier days. I gotta go with Hurricane. Hurricane is number two. So you think Hurricane? Yeah, because Hurricane actually was relatable. Made me cry. I'm gonna watch twice. that because I know Hurricane probably should be higher. It's just that yeah. I haven't seen all. And it's a so true story. Yeah, maybe it's just the storytelling that I love. But he yeah. was he did such a good job with that. Um, so Malcolm X, Hurricane. Then I'm gonna say Flight. No, 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 no. Actually, no. I'm gonna say Fences. I'm gonna fences, say Fences. Yeah. Because man, I'm he, a father he, he now. <laughs> Um. Now, okay. So you have that, and then I would probably say, "Ooh, you know, I gotta be consistent because I love Training Day to death." But but he killed it in Cry Freedom. So that's what I'm. But and you only saw some of Cry Freedom, though. Yeah, right? but I've I've seen a good chunk of his performances right. in there, yeah. and I that's do what agree I'm saying. You. Like Training Day, believe it or not, even though he won the Oscar, I don't even think that's his best performance. After no, it's not. All of his, no, it's, it's which a, is crazy. Yeah, I think it's just it's, I think it's just very steel. It's it's very scene stealing. Right. Yeah. You know, because he does a lot. Yeah. A lot of good moments he, in there. That's that's that, I would say out of all these films, he definitely yeah. that, that's the only film where he kind of yeah. definitely stole. When you see him, he starts out with a bang. It's like damn, you know what I'm saying? It was the first time we saw. I, I would say it's still one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. But it's the first time we saw him out of the good guy type yeah. role. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think people were so floored by it. But Cry Freedom was so good. Then I would probably put, uh, ooh, damn. I'm doing a service of the movie. So you have one, two, three, four. Uh, yeah, I would say Training Day. And then I'll put Training Day next. And then I'm going to put Flight. Because he was good. Because I, I still love Training Day. But Flight was... was uh, yeah, you play train. You play train day above flight. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I would say I'm shocked with that, but okay. I know he was good in flight, but I mean, this is. You know, it, I'm just saying, from you being an actor, I was shocked that you would put that. But okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just because I enjoy the movie Training Day a lot more than I right. Do I was gonna say, I think you just enjoy the movie more yeah, than you, you know. know. And he has a lot of better moments in Training Day than Flight. Um, there's some good moments in Flight. Just. You know, like I said, it's a very st- scene stealing movie with for him. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Then I have Roman J and Glory next. Those are the last two. When you so, see Roman J, though, like I'm, I'm serious. You have to see it. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna trust you and put Roman J over Glory 
because I'm surprised you have glory that low. You have it in last place. Okay. Yeah. Well, we. It. You got, but 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 yes, I will say because that. Morgan Freeman, man, has. I mean, people talk about Denzel a lot, but Morgan Freeman has some really good moments in there. Yeah. Like he, there was a lot of good moments in like more. I mean, because yeah, but he was just, he was just great in that. So, but I haven't seen. Roman J either, but I'm gonna take your word for it that he did a good job because he because yeah. that trailer did make me want to go see it. But yeah, um, and it was bad. I thought it was gonna be a boring movie. It was actually like it kept me on the like the edge of my seat the entire time. Yeah, like it was like really good. So, yeah. but um, I, I would I would argue that uh, uh, Morgan Freeman had better moments than Denzel and Glory. Glo- yeah, yeah. I Denzel only just has that whipping scene. Yeah, other than that, <laughs> you bogus. I thought it was more to it than that. But no, well, I mean, I mean, he had he had a great personality, then, but all he has is that whipping scene. But that, but the, I'm gonna tell you something. The moment comes in when Morgan Freeman slaps a shadow him. It's yeah. like you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's <laughs> that's good. So we're gonna do more of these uh, these little movie reviews or actor performances. But yeah, that was a great episode. So yeah, next mm-hmm. week I think we'll get more doctors' opinions, and then also we'll we'll do like another one. We're gonna have a guest on for uh, like a, a like a doctor guest or somebody who's in we'll the see. Field, I, but like I definitely that. am at least at the minimum minimum gonna do research on other doctors who've spoken out. Okay. Um, okay. Bye, right, everybody. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy your President's Day if you have off tomorrow, and also have a great valentine's day mm-hmm. and we'll see you next week and use protection we don't need no more scorpios fuck all that <laughs> bring more scorpios into the world no no Chicago, I'm telling you, you, you provide information and you don't need to know this.